You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. We are back after a little Christmas break, and we hope everybody had a happy, merry Christmas. Oh, it was a great Christmas here. Yep. We're done with Lights of Hope, and uh, it was phenomenal. We got to share the gospel with many, many people. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Very, very busy Jesus season. was everywhere. To have to have uh, um, more than 10,000 people come to Lights of Hope, which we think is church, because Jesus was everywhere. I loved it. And they were so positive. They were, we're so preaching positive. at people, and they're so happy. Yeah. And they're just, they, they, I don't know of any negative. No, not one. Not any negative events for the whole thing. And you always would get in crowds. Yeah. They were so shiny. You know, complainers and things like that that come around. Most We didn't have any of it. I was, at the, I was at the front gate, so I pretty much welcomed most of the people. Yeah. And honestly, what he said is true. They were just so shiny and smiley, and it, they, they come down the path in, into Lights of Hope, and they're just, they're just, they're just so excited to be there. Yeah. yeah. And leaving, you, you said to most of you, hey, you have a good time? They said, oh, it's really awesome. Yeah. Just real positive, wonderful event where we got to share the gospel, and people asked us many, many questions, and People were, you know, very complimentary, and what that equates to is maybe they'll come see us in Correct. the future. Yeah. You know, maybe you have an open door. Yeah, that's what I hope. Me too. And we many open doors. Yeah, and we gave away uh, Christmas gifts to 1,100 children. That was yeah, that's a gift of hope. Simultaneously, yeah, hope. finished yep. finished uh, the yep. day before we lights of hope. And we were just that was a blessing to be part of. Lots of you know, we've got to uh, give personal Christmas cards to all Amazing. of the. Uh, families and some of them we got to pray for while we were doing the handout and it was, it was a wonderful were you part time. of that? I was, I was so impressed yeah. with our property team and mm-hmm. our Gift of Hope team wow. and our Lights of Hope team you know all the volunteers from all over the place yeah. our church different volunteers church, our church volunteers yeah. and different churches coming to volunteer yeah. that was amazing different pastors and people you know just coming and joining in in this big celebration it was really awesome to see to be you know be in Oroville for 30, 30 plus years um, and to be a Christian all those t- all those years, it is so different, in my opinion, the climate, uh, the Jesus climate in Orville. Yeah. I, it's the churches, the people, the Christians, they all seem to be going the same way. It's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. Everyone seeking the Lord and to glorify Him. Yeah, it's so yeah. neat. It just it just it's a good time to be alive, and yeah. it's the hardest time we've ever seen in, in the, the world, in our opinion, and it's the best, don't you think? Yeah. Best time the too. Best, yeah. Jesus. So we are back uh, in the letters of uh, Jesus to the churches. Jesus to the churches. Jesus to the churches in Revelation. And we finished the first four. So we're on number five, which is start of chapter three, chapter three, verse one. And I'm going to... I think they should be like, you know, chapter one is one one church. Because it's kind of confusing. We're in chapter three, but we're on the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to have seen the writers of the Bible. <laughs> Should have done itemized it for us. For me, anyway. <laughs> well, let's uh, dive in. So, Jesus speaking, he says, To the angel of the church in Sardis, write, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. <laughs> Wake up and strengthen the things that remain which were about to die. (laughs) 
for I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. This should just make you squirm, shouldn't it? So remember what you have received and heard and keep it and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments and they will walk with me in white for they are worthy. He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments. And I will not erase his name from the book of life. And I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if you just studied these letters? That's all you had to live, live your Christianity? I think our Christianity would look way different. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? I think, you know, that these things are so diametrically opposed to what you hear today Um, as being Christian belief. And it's like, my goodness, how does that fit anything we preach today? Unbelievable. In the the world, to the world, you know, Mm -hmm. that um, I know your deeds. In a world that says the deeds are all done, Mm -hmm. Jesus did them all. Here, after the resurrection, he's saying, I know your deeds, that you have a name that you're alive, but you're dead. And the way to change this is to wake up, unslumber, mm. open your eyes. All the things we would say to some, open your eyes, yeah. son, wake up, dude. Right. You know, pay attention and strengthen the things that remain, which what is that? The things that were about to die is all of us. Mm. Every one of us, when it comes to God in his eternity, we're about to die. Even if we had 100 years left to live, that's about to die to him. Wow. wow. And so you're about to die, and you need to strengthen your soul hmm. because you get to do this all the way till that day. For I have not found your deeds completed in my sight. You still have time. Wow. Wow. And so remember what you have received and heard, and keep it and turn, repent, turn from it from the things you're doing wrong. Therefore, if you do not wake up, if you do not come alive, if you don't pay attention, I will come like a thief. Death comes unexpectedly like a thief. That's right. And and it comes un- unwelcome most of the time. Nobody's waiting longingly to die. Nope. Um, he says, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. So the, the benefit is walking with him in white, being worthy, made worthy by him, but keeping it. And the most incredible thing I've ever read in the Bible that is, I will not erase your name from this book of life. Yeah. I will confess his name before my father, before the angels. And see, this comes back to something I, I don't know that I don't know anyone that believes this. I very few people I've ever met believe what I'm about to say. That what he means by I will not erase your name is that on the day we die. If we have not accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord, our name will not be in the book of life. Mm-hmm. We will be erased. And so everybody's name that, that is given life, a you know, baby is given life, mm-hmm. their name is written in the, lamb, in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, the book of life, co- contains the name of every human that's ever lived. And on the day of your death, if you have not received, either you've not lived perfect, you're not spotless and blameless, then your name will be erased and you'll not be entered into the, the to the kingdom of heaven because your name's not written in the book of life. But if you have found yourself to be pure and blameless 
And for me, that ship sailed a long time ago, so I have to believe in Jesus. I have to trust in Jesus. I have to come to Jesus for his cross to forgive me so that on that day when I die, I am forgiven. Yeah. I am pure and spotless, not by anything I've done besides my faith in him, my life lived in him, but because of what he did on the cross. Nothing I've done in my life would add up to purity or holiness they are like filthy rags before the Lord. They're just, they just fall short of the glory of God. But because of what Jesus did, if I will put Jesus on like armor, I'll put him on like a helmet. I'll put him on like a breastplate. I'll put his righteousness on, his faith, his, his shield, you know, his righteousness. And I then become righteous. I then become holy. And my name is not erased from the book of life on that day when my soul is required. That's right. Because I come pure and holy and not through any work of my own other than the works of believing and faith because faith without works is dead. And so the works that I do, I do out of faith in him. I do out of desire to please him, to love him. I, all I care is that if my actions love on him, I want him to know I love him. I want my actions to speak louder than my words. And so those are the deeds that he's talking about. Deeds of love. For him and the people he created. Deeds of love to be willing to do these big events to try to preach the gospel to crowds, to try to help them hear the truth, at least in their life, so that they too can die on, the, on their day of death and have their name written in the book of life, not be erased. But those of us that reject Jesus and have a fall short of the glory of God, we are going to have our name erased unless we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And then the promises of you will walk with me. I will clothe you in white. I will, I will take care of you. And all those beautiful things he promises this eternal life that he will confess. me. I'll confess you before my father in heaven. You know, that's just incredible stuff. Yeah. And that's what I think this letter is all about is, you're, you people are dying and you've lost track of the, what makes you righteous. Hmm. You're paying attention to everything but what makes you holy hmm. and what the holiness of God and your deeds are not deeds that cause you to hold on to the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, but they become trusting in your own righteousness, in your own faith, in your own your own goodness or your own belief. You have your own way. I have my, I believe in my own way. People say mm -hmm. I didn't got to cut it. You're going to have to believe in his way. And you're going to have to make sure that when you stand before God, Jesus confesses you before the father, your name is still in the book. You have his righteousness, his salvation, his faith, his truth, his shield. I mean, you have his word in your mouth. Amen. That's really good. Did you, did you, um, Broach the um, name uh, book of life and how and the revelation you had a few weeks ago. Did you did you mm -hmm. say that again? How we were born with the, our name in the book of life? Did you? Yeah, say every human now? alive is born with their name in the book of life, and I, I just I don't know too many people believe that, but I believe that it doesn't make sense any other way. And people all mock you when you say, "Well, he erases names." Well, he just said, "I won't erase your name if you do these things," meaning he does erase names. Right. I mean, that is absolutely apparent here that he erases names. I will confess you. He does not confess some. Mm -hmm. What good is it to be someone that achieves him confessing you, and and not believe that there's there? So everyone gets confessed. No, it's you. If you do these things, if you wake up. If you start listening, you start paying attention, you start doing the deeds of faith, of love, and yeah. begin to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So really listening, 
listening to the words of Jesus and acting upon them is a wise man who builds his house on the rock, correct? Absolutely. Just not um, deciding what you think is what you should do. And that's that's my consternation in uh, 2021, 2022, I guess when we'll be in 2022, um, when this is recorded, is that I read these words in the... Um, in the revelations and of course all the um all the things that we've read recently the parables they're very very they're very straightforward they're they're not undercover they're not oblique um they're not they're not you know they they're very they're very black and white yeah. um he doesn't hide it from they us. don't hide it yeah. and it's but we have made we being us and everybody lots of people who who just want to make the religion of jesus whatever they want it mm-hmm. to be but I read this and I shudder. And again, week after week in these letters, it, the word that stands out to me is he who overcomes. Um, you know, overcome means to overcome. He who overcomes will thus be uh, clothed in white garment. Yeah. And then the other ones, there was he who overcomes the end and stuff. I just, I, I want to take it literally. Right. And if I'm wrong, I've lived a good life. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I don't do this and take it literally and say, "Well, I thought you were just being symbolic," <laughs> I could be in tr- I, my yeah. name could be written what could be erased from the book of life, right. and I want to see him and say, "Well done, a good faith, mm-hmm. good and faithful daughter." You know, I think all of us have had teachers, and they're on, they're honest teachers. Sure. From the time we first became born again and began following Jesus, we followed we've we followed people because we even believe in it. Sure. You know, yeah. the shepherds of our souls, of and they've taught us wrong. Mm-hmm. And they were sincere and they were honest in their teaching. And so I'm not putting any shade on them. It's just they've taught us the wrong things. Yeah. And I've seen in Christianity that everybody just holds on to their favorite thing they've been taught. And I think the difference between Vicky and I is we're okay with saying, oh, you know, I used to teach it this way, but I think I'm wrong. I want to I tell you what I now believe is this. And it's further up and farther in. It's that very philosophy we live by that the light gets brighter constantly. And okay, that's what I believe because that's all I could see. Mm-hmm. But now... I believe that, you know, these things that are so important, he's saying in here, is quit settling with what you believe. Have everything you believe on the table to be challenged by you. Not arguing with other people. You challenge it. You challenge it and prove it with Jesus' words. You make sure that anything you take from Paul, even from David and Solomon, they wash through wash. Jesus's words Amen. and they don't contradict and they have to, and they do, they always do have an explanation. And so I really believe, you know, that I've taught people wrong. Don't settle. Mm-hmm. I do not settle with anything. I believe my, my whole philosophy is on the table to be changed. God heal my wrong beliefs, teach me your ways and lead me in the way that is righteousness. And I will follow you yeah. and I'll change and I'll stand up and say, Hey, I was wrong. I, I went this way, and here's why. And I think that's wrong now. I think the real revelation is, and all of these verses, you know, there's no verses that I've got in my head that contradict what I'm telling you now. And what I told you before, I found some that contradicted it made me dig in further and, and kind of come up with a different plan. Recently, I, I changed my view of salvation and when we're saved and all that. And I shocked my church when I started sharing it with them. And just now, this thing with the book of life, that's fairly new. I, I, ne- I could never make it add up. But because everything's on the table, because I'm wrestling with everything I believe all the time, it finally like ding, 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 ding. Like I hit, I hit the bell. I, I mean, I, I, I got the gold ring, and this thing came alive to me. Now it makes sense when he says, "I won't erase your name," 
Because I've heard many pastors get up with it and they mockingly say, yeah, Jesus writes your name, then he erases it, then he writes it, then he erases it, then he writes it. And they're mocking the whole philosophy of Jesus erases names. But right here in Revelation in the letter to Sardis, he says, only if you do these things, I won't erase your name. That means we all, everyone has their name in the book. And he erases those that don't come follow him. So it's almost like you win, you win. Nope, you gave up the game. You <laughs> threw the game. You lost at the last. You got to the last minute. You did the final curtain. You heard the final bell. You know, the gun went off. The clock expired. Mm-hmm. And you had not received the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the holiness of God, given to you as a gift through grace. Not because you earned it, but because you believed in it and you called out for it you cried out for it and having ears to hear you heard and you responded so that your name would stay in the book of life after you expire mm, that's so good so deep yeah really but so but so but so cont- contextually right in, in in like if you just read this it just for makes what, sense, if, if, it? yeah if you just read it for in context and don't dismiss anything that he says i think everybody said well he talks in I think they think Jesus talks in confusion or some kind you got to decipher it. Yeah. It's like a born identity. Like everything's or, a parable, but some, yeah. some things he says pretty yeah. <laughs> straightforwardly. And everything, song. every parable he explained yeah. and they were very literal. Yeah. And so I believe that Jesus in his teachings is very literal. Mm-hmm. And that, and I'm just going to take it for what he says. Yeah. Like I said, if I'm wrong, I've lived a great life. Mm-hmm. I, I Hopefully I make it. I, you know, I mean, I'll study to show myself approved. I will, you know. I, I want to I want to um, make it to heaven. I, you okay. know that my name is not written, not erased. not not written, the, erased. It is not erased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not. That's so funny. the the sentence that you know strikes me very strongly at the start of this is when he says, uh, "I know you have a reputation for being alive, <laughs> but you're but you're you're really dead." dead. Like that. What does that mean? To me, that must mean correct me if I'm wrong. That they they started off going the right way. Yeah. And everybody saw that they they had fruit. They, you know, they became the known for their who their following of Jesus, I guess. But then now their reputation remains, but the fruit doesn't. And can like, how do you think that happens? Like, how, how can we? Fall I think into that I trap? think it, I think you just become complacent mm-hmm. in your Christianity. I think you, I think that's why he says, "Don't you know? Don't forget your first love." Mm-hmm. I think there's a real threat that. Um, you know that we become lukewarm and we just settle because we know the truth and we're going to heaven and yeah. and you just kind of lay back on that and you don't work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I think it's a real complacency that every one of us has to struggle through because we all, the three of us, all started out really well. Mm-hmm. And I know I know who I was when I first believed, and I really want to be down the road doing greater things mm-hmm. that he, he said I would. And I believe in Western civilization right now, or 20, is of 21st century still, 21st <laughs> century Christianity, um, it's an epidemic yeah. that you start on, you start just totally on fire for Jesus, and you just your fire wanes. And I think it's, I think it's a watered down gospel. I think it's a confusion, confusing message of, of the uh, old, te- old covenant, new covenant, mm-hmm. and listening to, to David or listen, uh, how you should live or or elijah or you know whatever moses mm-hmm. and i think it's just we need to let's go back to the pure milk of the word which every one of us needs and the meat of the world and that's the words of jesus mm-hmm. i think there's another way it says that you rep your reputation for being alive mm-hmm. you have a reputation for being alive 
And I think that what it is is people, uh, it's the same today where people just start singing the song, I'm alive in Jesus, and they're alive because they say they are. Hmm. And they create what alive looks like in their culture. They create a church and they say, an alive church does these things. And you create a reputation for being full of life when what you're doing, and quite often what I've seen is those some of those groups are, are the ones at least that are like this, that this letter would be apropos to. They're literally teaching death. I mean, people mm-hmm. go there and, and, and life gets wrecked there. Lives get destroyed there. But it's a reputation for being alive because mm-hmm. they, they testimony constantly mm-hmm. about being alive. They, they make songs about being alive. They, they put up legend about mm-hmm. being alive. They do advertising about being alive. And so they create this mask of life Mm -hmm. that looked and they say this is what life is Mm -hmm. and everybody says oh yeah that must be it because you guys are really it man you guys got a going concern here Mm -hmm. and so they say this is what being alive is like and so they create a new reputation and redefine what being alive is like and jesus said you have a reputation for being alive but you're really dead Mm. wake up strengthen the, the things that remain yeah so they started out, whoever, however, they started out in the right place. And they just, because they just kept going forward, the, and they weren't, they weren't protective of their message. Mm-hmm. They weren't protective of their downstream. Like their disciple, does he mm-hmm. preach what they preached? And that disciple's disciple, does he preach what they preach? And so like the, mm-hmm. they, they create the phone, the telephone game till somebody down further is creating a, a reputation in a culture saying this is what it looks like mm-hmm. when it's not what it looks like. It's not what and it only it only the only one that defines this is Jesus. Right. That's why the downline or the down teachers, the, the, the associate pastor, mm-hmm. then his associate pastor, they have to teach the same thing mm-hmm. and they have to continue to fight for the truth and not be satisfied. But we all have to keep preaching the same thing. And so we don't change the narrative. We don't change the story of what, what describes life. Mm. We want 20 years from now, 40 years from now to know what describes life in Jesus. Mm. And there is only one thing. It's so simple and we make it totally complicated. Mm-hmm. It's loving one another. Yeah, That's it. Our faith in the one he sent mm-hmm. should be what makes you a Christian. Right. And in some of these places, it doesn't even require that anymore. You're a Christian. Because you say you are, not because you believe in the Lamb of God who comes to take away your sins. You, that you have not put your faith in Him, but you put your faith in a generic God by some other name, even mm-hmm. by some other description. And you create, you say, okay, this is what God is. You redefine, this is what life looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what church looks like. This is what an alive church looks like. And they redefine that phrase until Jesus comes and says, you have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. Wake up. Mm. and wake up and start strengthening the things you started with. You go back to that beginning. Well, what made us do this? It was a love for Jesus. Lost your first love. It was a desire. Yeah, it's back to that losing your first love. Um, it was a desire to be right in his eyes, to, to do what he wants you to do. Yeah. And it just grew and was so successful that power sometimes goes to our head. And we started saying, well, yeah, I'm the one he chose. I'm the one he chose. And I, so I'm going to say, so what I think what I want to tell you, and, and it gets, just starts getting eyes. sliding off. And, yeah. you know, at the Father's house, we will periodically go back to the message he gave us. And it start, It goes back to the beginning. Everything mm-hmm. goes back to the beginning. We want to stay with our beginning roots mm-hmm. and strengthen those things which make us alive. And we want to find out what he says life is. Yeah. This life was the light of men. This light was the life of men, is what he said. 
the light of Jesus Christ that came into the world. This is the light of men. Yeah. And this is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Mm. They don't understand the light that we have. And this light is what being alive is. And that's what we have to continue. It's not about people getting touched. It's not about healing. It's not about experiential things, even though that's a very important thing. It's, it is not what defines life. And uh, the words of Jesus Christ will define life. And you want to make sure you don't get this letter told to you, hey, you, you have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. I don't want Jesus to ever say you're dead. <laughs> like the father says of the prodigal, my son was dead. I don't want that for me. Yeah. I want my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want him professing my name to the father, mm -hmm. confessing. I want him introducing me. Yeah. As an enter in my good and faithful servant. Indelible ink. Indelible, uh, yeah, yeah, Sharpie. definitely indelible. Yeah. So that that's actually a good segue into my next question, which is, if you're somebody who recognizes that you maybe have fallen asleep and that maybe you have gone astray and possibly you have, you know, lost your way, lost your way, um, somewhat like the prodigal son who was dead. Yeah. Like, how, how can we turn the ship around? Well, you know, with the, the prodigal son, it was interesting about the, to me about the prodigal son, and I think sometimes it's it's confusing message, but I think what's interesting is that he went back to his father. Mm -hmm. His father didn't necessarily go after him, but mm -hmm. but the father is going after you, and if you've lost your first love, you, you're feeling it right now. It's the Holy Spirit going after you. So I think you repent, you stop and repent, and you ask the Holy Spirit to be and the, Jesus to be your Lord again. Yeah. I've lost my first love because there's all kinds of warnings about losing your first love, growing cold, being lukewarm, yeah. uh, go back to what you first did when you first began. Um, and I just think you just repent mm -hmm. and and you say everything else is more important than you. They become lords because I, for me that's what happens is is um, money or position or or time or. Uh, you know, whatever becomes my Lord or stress or worry or anxiety. <clears throat> and when you read the, read the New Testament about what Jesus says about all those things, he really says they shouldn't be. He right. needs to be. So in my opinion, you just stop and ask the Lord to be the Lord of your life. Come into your life again and, and, and take that place of lordship that you first gave him however many years ago. And, and it's like repentance, heartfelt repentance always, in my opinion, Starts the ball working and getting rolling again. Sorrowful heart. Yeah. Sorrowful repentance. There's one thing the prodigal did that was, um, I think, the paramount thing of people returning. He remembered his father's character. Yeah. Now, his father had to have character to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So when we follow good men, mm -hmm. and then our orphan spirit comes up, and we want our inheritance, and we want to run mm -hmm. because, you know, Whatever. It looks like he's going to live forever and we're yeah. never going to get our inheritance and we want what we want. You know, we want our we want our stuff, you know, and we run off. Our, we remember the character, the system that our father works in. Mm -hmm. The the slaves eat better than the pigs at my father's house. Mm -hmm. Here, I don't even eat as good as the pigs. Mm -hmm. And he remembered the character of his father and he went and and he said, you know, humbled himself to be a servant in his father. Go back and be a servant. Because they even, you know, since I forfeited being a son, I'll be a servant. And his father saw him from afar and killed the fatted calf and gave the gold ring and put the robe on him and said, my, my, my son is home. My son is alive. And what caused him to start walking towards the unknown forgiveness of his father did not know his father would forgive him. But what caused him to walk home was he remembered who his father was. Right. 
he remembered what he was like and right. that, that he'd be better off as a servant, even though he his couldn't be a house. son. He'd be yeah. better off as a servant in his father's house. And that's really what Jesus, honestly, this is what Jesus is telling these people. Right. Remember the character. You have a yeah. reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Remember from where you come. Remember what you're missing. Find those things and get them strengthened yeah. again. Remember them and, and start heading home. Mm-hmm. And he will, and and he will be watching the horizon. Yeah. He won't chase you, but he will watch the horizon. I think this letter is a chasing as much chasing as he does. Yeah, he writes you a letter and says, "Come home, boy. Yeah. Uh, you're you're in, you're not looking. Things are not looking good for you." It comes across like a like a rebuke, and it probably and it is a rebuke. But I think what on face value we miss is the love that yeah. it's written with, which is. He doesn't want anybody to perish, and that's that's why he's writing this letter in the first place, yeah. saying it's more a warning. Yeah. It's kind of like him going to yeah. Gad. We talked about right. a couple Sundays ago. Um, we're going to Gad, mm-hmm. and you know they were totally disobedient tribes of Israel, mm-hmm. and he went there to show them, hey, that one that was promised to you, mm-hmm. he's come. He gets in the boat and leaves. Yeah. So they, at least, hey, I was coming to the twelve tribes of Israel first, and then the world. So I got to tell you guys, look at this demoniac. He's proof, and he'll tell you what happened to him. And he leaves. And the Gadareans and the Reubenites and the mm-hmm. Nassites, they all had Jesus come to their land and tell them, the one is here. The one you've, the one that you're supposed to be waiting for yeah. to deliver you is here. And uh, it's kind of like that. These letters are like that. He, comes and he writes the letter to say, hey, mm-hmm. Sardis, you've done great. You've had a lot of it, but you keep, you're drifting. Mm-hmm. Your light is becoming darkness. What you think is life, you decided what's life and you're saying it now. What you think is life is not life. Come to me and I'll give you life. Yeah. And that's kind of like that kind of preaching warning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if they remember the nature of who they fell in love with in the beginning, they will turn from this way of creating their own religion, creating God in their own image, as, as it were, mm-hmm. and return to the Lord, return to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the sacrifice on the cross and the resurrection from the dead. They will tra- return to their Father who will be waiting for them mm. with the robe, the ring, the yeah. white garment, all the, the, yeah. the, the, all the things, the, 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 yeah. the eat of the garden, in the gar- eat from the tree in the garden of God, yeah. God and the white stone of redemption and New all name. the things he yeah. promised. Yeah, it's just all those things. And in this one, the white garment yeah. and the name not being erased and the confession, this is my son. Yeah. I approve of this guy. I approve of this girl. Yeah. yeah. He wants us to have all of those things. And in this writing, it, he's saying, come home, come back. Come, come home, yeah. come yeah. back. And all the letters that we've read yeah. so far, that's the bottom line is that, I mean, is it love to tell not to tell someone the truth? Is it loved for the people? Is it love for, for your people to be delusional mm-hmm. and then end up in hell? No. To me, that's not really love, right? He's a father, and he loves his children, and, and we're going the wrong way. A lot of us are going the wrong, yeah. wrong way. And if I'm going the wrong way, my goodness, I want him to stop me. Yeah. I want to be convicted by these words and changed because everything I want is to to make him famous, live for him, tell people mm-hmm. about Jesus, tell them that there's salvation and freedom, and then get to heaven yeah. and take as many with me as I can. And and so, I mean, honestly, as a parent, sometimes we get in, tr- in trouble because we tell our kids, you know, what we feel like is true and they don't like it because mm-hmm. it's discipline sometimes. And, and these letters are total discipline. Yeah. You know, they're total, you know, he's not a weak need namby-pamby God that mm-hmm. we have made him into. He is yes is yes and his no is no. Yeah. He's very literal. And he says, he who overcomes to the end. Yeah, over right. and over again. Over and over again. Yeah. Over and and over. it's like, what does that mean? It means that 
he understands that your truth, your life, and your way are constantly under being attack. under attack yeah. from your enemy. Yeah, that's good. Your way, your truth, and your life is mm -hmm. constantly being robbed from you. You are constantly being pushed to change it, to define it differently, to walk it differently, to downgrade it for some, to preach it differently. And what mm -hmm. he's saying is he who overcomes to the end, who continually fights wow. to keep his faith wow. in the right place, which is faith in Jesus Christ yeah. and him crucified. And it's just amazing what you find out is that, you know, from this overcomes to the end, it is so clear there is nothing already settled as long as you're alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can be as bad as they come. I mean, they could be pulling the latch on the hangman's tower. And as you're there, you can, you can be nailed to a cross saying, remember me, mm -hmm. and, and you can be saved. Your name can be left in the book of life. It's never too late as long as you're breathing. Once they pull that handle and, and that neck snaps, it's over. Now you stand before the judgment seat mm -hmm. and what you, whatever you did with what he did for you, whatever you did with the sacrifice of the cross, if you rejected it or never even considered it, will determine what the outcome will be. But if you continue to overcome and say, I fight the, the, the world system, I'm against this world system that says I have to trust in bank accounts and education and high paying jobs and benefits. I have to trust in the world system. I can't trust in God. Well, that's your name's not going to be confessed. Your name's not going to be there. But if you overcome and keep fighting it, he says, your name will stay in the book of life. I will confess you before my father and I will give you the white robe of righteousness to wear. And what you don't want to forget about these, these, uh, all these letters, they're to the church. Mm -hmm. So they're supposedly believers, Yeah. you know, the church of Pergamum and per church of Ephesus, mm -hmm. Sardis. Um, it's like pretty amazing that they're, he's talking to people that believe. So yeah. it's like, and he's still talking to them about that they're wrong and right. that they're going to be erased or not going to get in or white stone, stone of redemption. It's not to non-believers. Right. It's to us, exactly. to the church. I was, you know, and it's, I was thinking about uh Christmas story. Jesus is born, right. As, as baby. And then thinking about Easter and he, he dies, but this, he didn't just come down as a man die without saying anything right he had this whole life where, and these three years where he said all these words and if the words of jesus and his teachings weren't important then why would he say them why 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 did he gather his disciples why why would he say things like my words will judge you why did he you know say all these things he could have just if all it was was the cross and us saying i believe there's no need for all the words that he spoke right and right. therefore we ha we can't just sort of simplify it down to well i i confessed one day that I believe. He died. You know, there has to be more to that. And all of these letters that we've been reading for me is he's bringing us back to like, hey, wait, guys, I, I, I set a, a standard. I set a, a way for you to live. And are you, are you living up to it? Mm -hmm. And he said, my words will judge you. Yeah. My words will judge you. It's like, well, then we probably should read his words and yeah. know what they say. And to me, it, I can't stress it enough as I read these letters to the churches. It's to the believers, mm -hmm. and it's it's working out our salvation with fear and trembling, in my opinion, knowing his words literally and acting upon him. A wise man is not a wise man mm -hmm. who act, reads these words and acts upon him. I want to be a wise man. I don't want my I don't want right. to be erased or the white stone of redemption yeah. or my candle take yeah. blown out or whatever. I I am going to take this seriously, and when I sin, I want to be faithful and just to confess because he's faithful and just right. forgive our sins. Not that I'm perfect, but boy, 
it says be perfect like he's perfect, and that should be the goal that we're all aiming at. Yeah. And we're not giving an excuse, well, I'm not perfect. Well, no, but that's just, a, to me, oftentimes that's just a, um, a measure to let yourself be in mediocrity. And it's, you know, maybe, I don't know how, this is kind of on topic, but that's what I'm feeling Holy Spirit saying right now, so I'm going to go in this direction as, you know, between us, I don't know how many years of ministry there are between us now at the table, but what, 40 years and... 46 40, and 42. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, you know, what does that even mean, I believe? what You know, like, hallelujah, I believe. What that's, does that mean? So that's what we do. We change the word believe. Yeah. Believe. What it means. And yeah. so um, that's been going on forever. And yeah. Paul's, Paul wrote about it. Yeah. Jesus is writing then about Still it. Still writing about it. And yeah. so, like, Martin Luther uh, wrote 95-point thesis mm-hmm. uh, that he didn't agree with the church. And he nailed it to the Wittenberg church door. And it, the things in it, were very legitimate, like the Pope was at the time uh, making people pay to go to heaven. Oh like if they gave enough gold, their loved one didn't have to go to the crusade. Right. And if they went to the crusade, they got to go to heaven for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They didn't have to pay any money. And then when your loved one died and you paid enough, your your funeral was this way and you were entered yeah. into heaven. If you didn't, you were entered into purgatory. And then and, the indulgences. Yeah, yeah, and all of those yeah. things that came from all of that. Yeah. And he wrote, I don't agree with the church doing this. Yeah. And so they were that legitimate. I mean, just crazy legitimate stuff that the church had changed. And how long did that go on where people were told to believe that gold would cause them to go to heaven? Yeah. Give the Pope gold and you'll go to heaven. Wow. And that's the leader of that, you know, worldwide denomination. Yeah. And um, he had 95 of these theses and he had no intention of leaving the Catholic Church. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he created uh, Protestantism and, mm-hmm. you know, the Reformation and all that. But he had no intention of leaving the church. All he did was try to bring them back to what truth is. What is life? Let's get back to the Bible and what it says salvation is through Jesus alone. And it's not you can't buy your way to heaven. You can't get promoted into a position of pope or cardinal or anything else or even being a priest and go to heaven. He, all of his 95-point thesis was really legitimate stuff. But it was exactly what Jesus is saying to the Sardis church. You've, you've drifted off and you've redefined what truth is. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Mm-hmm. Just like at that time, they thought the Pope was the Holy Father who was selling heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one to judge him, nor do I get to, but I don't think that's a very good place to stand before Jesus and say that you told people they can go to heaven because of the gold they gave you. And, and he had 95 of those kinds of points. Jesus yeah. is not pointing out any idea, uh, specifics, mm-hmm. but I would think that it would be very clearly one of those type of things, you know. Right. And, uh, of course, in the modern day, just in case you know, nobody teaches in the Catholic Church that you go to heaven for giving gold. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it went away a long time ago when probably, I think Martin Luther lived in the 1500s, mm-hmm. the 16th century, yeah. uh, 1517 on, on Halloween Day. October 31st, he nailed his uh, thesis to the door. Wow. Wow, where'd that come from in my brain? Anyway. Because <laughs> you're old. You can remember old. I know, wow. old things. Old things old I learned things. 100 years ago. I can't remember yesterday. We can remember, remember. And I just 1989. popped up. Yeah, I told, what did I just say? 1889. October 31st, yeah. 19, 
15, 17? 15, 17 wow. is what he said. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I wonder can't if remember a, where he puts his keys. We're going to have to fact check that yeah. one because that not, one. He's whoo. not here today, so. Yeah. Well, it come out of nowhere. <laughs> that was amazing. That was yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to, you know, I, I just feel like maybe it's someone listening that's, you're on that fence where there's something in your life, something you want, or whether whatever it is, whether it's a relationship or it's a family thing or a work thing or whatever thing where the words of Jesus are telling, telling you to turn left and you're wanting to turn right. And I just feel like, you know, Jesus is saying, come, come with me. And maybe this word is for you to come back to the way of life, Amen. repent and, and turn to him. Amen. And uh, I think, yeah, Vicky, would you just pray for anybody who's listening? Yeah. Just um, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, uh, just say, Jesus, I just want to know you again and come into my heart and be the Lord of my mind, my heart, my spirit, my soul. I have forsaken and forgotten you. And I've been the Lord of my life and worries and cares have, have just choked out my love for you and I want to have my name written in the book of life when I see you. So Jesus, be my Lord and forgive my sins. I repent. Just feel the Holy Spirit wash over you. He he lives in you. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said he will make his home in you. Let's think about that. Holy God will make his home in you. And honestly, it's almost like that cartoon depiction with the angel and the devil on your shoulders. You know the right thing to do. Start listening. Amen. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.